Welcome to Counterbalance Conversations, the program that enables and encourages you to make the changes you need to make a true difference in our world. Your host is Dr. Melissa L. Strasser. Our hope is that by hearing from people who have stood out and made a positive change in their community, their lives, and their world, you'll feel the need to do the same. Now, here is Dr. Melissa L. Strasser. Hello and welcome to Counterbalance Conversations. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you are new, welcome. If you're returning, thank you so much for continuing to listen to the show. Tonight we have a special treat for you with Meg Nosro. She is a um, motivational speaker. She is a coach, um, TED Talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she is the author. You've done so many things, Meg. Uh, Meg is a former Department of Homeland Security attorney. After 19 years in federal government service, she resigned to pursue her dream as a writer, inspirational speaker, a success coach, and attorney for justice. Nostra is an avid learner who holds a BA in Spanish with a concentration in Italian from the University of Miami and a JD from St. Thomas University School of Law. She is a member of the Florida Bar, serves as a well serves on the wellness committee of the American Immigration Lawyers Association and holds a cert, holds certifications as a federal law enforcement training center instructor, as a professional coach from the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching, and as an associate certified coach from the International Coaching Federation. She has a certificate in happiness studies through Harvard Professor Dr. Ben Ta or Tal Ben Shahars, did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. Happiness Studies Academy and Certificate for for Science of Wellbeing from Yale University. In addition to being named Ms. CEO Entrepreneur of the Year in 2019, she appeared on CNN Espanol and hosts her own YouTube channel and a podcast called Manifesting with Megs Meg. Conversations with extraordinary people. Wow, that is so impressive, Meg. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you have agreed to come on and talk with us today. No, thank you so much. This is an honor, my honor. Thank you so much. And uh, Meg is also a pretty amazing manifester as well. We were talking about that just before the uh, show. How it's a little bit of divine intervention. How we how we met. Um, her PR person connected me with her. And as soon as I saw it, I knew she would be perfect for the show. So I'm so excited to have Meg. Uh, so Meg, um, welcome. And I loved your first, I loved your book, Butterfly Awakens. It is amazing and touching and courageous. And we'll talk about that tonight. But why don't we start off with Anything that you would like to initially say to the audience or um, tell us a little bit about your story? Well, you know, what first initially comes to mind, and it's because of you, Melissa, so I have to say, you know, it's really the power of intention that changed my life, like literally having a clear minded purpose as to where I want to go in this world. And I didn't always have that. I just kind of fumbled through the world, kind of just things happened really great. And I was like, wow, how lucky am I? That was so random to a point in time where I was like, wow, there's just so many incredible synchronicities that show up when you're actually looking 
for those things. So I do really love this poem and I want to start with this. It's How to Live a Conscious Life. It's by Mary Oliver and it's Pay Attention, Be Astonished and Tell All About It. And with those three kind of guides, those little factors or that, you know, kind of checklist, the way you live your life from that point is if you're paying attention to the people who show up or the things that show up or the places you show up in, then ask, oh, this is interesting. Instead of getting closed minded, get curious and open and then turn to the get astonished because that's where the magic lies, right? You're just like, wow, this is going to be something amazing, like this opportunity to be here with you and then tell all about it. And then the book, right? The books we write, the stories we tell, becoming a better storyteller. So I wanted to start there because really the joy of my life is becoming a really good storyteller to engage others in possibility and hope. Yes. yes. And I think you absolutely do that because you have a trilogy of books mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that goes along with this. So it didn't start with Butterfly Awakens. You have the Butterflies and Bliss trilogy. Do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that? Thank you so much. You know, this journey, I, I love when they say that, you know, when they see the ballerina, that how beautiful she's dancing across the stage, but then they look at her toes and see the damage that was done and all the effort it took to get there. Well, I have been right? writing since 2012 and it's been a process and it's literally been a painful at times and joyous at times, but that's life, right? That's the whole journey that you were speaking to at the outset. So with Butterflies mm-hmm. and Bliss, it all started off before a painful place in my life where I was getting through or even attempting to get through the loss of my mother. So a loss in my life is what really anchored the beginning of me being able to start writing it down and structuring a guide for myself, which was part one was the magical guide to bliss. It's a book that has insights and keys and all sorts of things. So I could shift my life from where I was to where I was wanting to go, where I intentionally wanted to to end up in this world, creative process and all. And then part two of the trilogy is Sparkle and Shine. And it's a book on affirmations because I believe for me, what works is an affirmation practice in the morning where I can set the tone for my day. And I love, I call them Meg's mantras. I used to call them Meg's magical mantras, but they're the same, you know, mm-hmm. but for me, you know, if you say something that's positive and uplifting, it can shift your brain to a yes. neural pathway. That is something that's going to take you to somewhere wonderful because you're not like in that yuck in the stuck or like my friend Paulina says you're stuck in the suck right you're not there because you're shifting your brain into something that has it looking for I'm magical so I'm looking for things like that I'm amazing so these things we feed ourselves that dialogue in our brain has so much more power than anything else anyone else could say to us you know I always say yes in a world where, you know, I go, you could, you don't cut, you'll never cut me down the way I can, right? I, I'm my worst enemy and you could be your best cheerleader too. That's, so that's part two. And then of course it ends up with Butterflies and Bliss, which is the memoir that told the story of where I came from to where I am now and the hope and possibilities that I'm kind of grabbing onto to seeing where my life is taking me. Right. And I know when you and I talked, you have so many things that you're doing and you're doing exactly that from our conversation, which is, you know, you're saying, okay, I've written the book. Now what? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You have like that now what yeah. conversation <laughs> that constantly goes on, uh, goes on in your head. And yeah. it's in, uh, we were talking to Facebook group, I think before that said it was really interesting when you meet people and you connect with them, like we connected when we first met. So it felt like we had known each other forever. I think I we've only talked one other time besides email other than this conversation. And yeah. we had so much in common and we had so many ways that we connected. And then as I went through your your book, you know, there were so many commonalities and so many connection points, you know, from your mom having cancer to the kind of breakdown where you kind of had that eat, pray, love Liz Gilbert moment where you were like, <laughs> just yeah. tell me what to do. And you're just going, why can't I save her? I, I had that same moment with my mom. And so then as you work through your, your healing journey, you stepped into some, I, I don't want to tell your whole story, but um, you stepped into like all of the different modalities and then even stepped into kind of that artist's way uh, journey that led you to writing your memoirs, mm -hmm. which was so, such a beautiful um, part of your journey because at that point you were, you were at the place where you were asking those questions, what next, yeah. what now? So can you tell us a little bit, little bit about how you, for people who haven't read the book, we don't want to give away all the secrets in the book, all right? The <laughs> all the magic in the books. But I do want to know how you, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about that journey, that at least the front part of the journey before you step onto your pilgrimage. You know, I never really knew what to expect when I stepped into that dark night of the soul. And it is like, it you is. Hear, like it's like St. Francis LaSalle will say, you know, he penned and coined that term. You're like, oh, well, dark night of the soul. What is he talking about? Like, uh, you know, okay, it can't be that, you know, that bad. And you're just like, but when you love someone so intensely, and I can tell you to the point where I relied so heavily on my mother for guidance. When she yes. was gone, it was just a shock to my system. And I think that, you know, when people say they go into shock, I think I went into shock. I, I think I was walking numb for some, some time. I just, and I was so exhausted by the whole process before she passed away from not even questioning, you know, I'm doing this because I love her. I'm doing this because I, I want to give her hope that she will survive whatever is coming at her. And I'm doing this because I love my family and my family stepped up as well. My, um, my entire family was, was right by her side till the very end and her siblings too. So at that point, it was really kind of more of a shock experience at the outset. And uh, you just feel like, it's funny because when you, it, you know, it's funny. I just saw an image like this. It's like when you get stuck in that pit and you're yes. looking up and you're like, how in the heck am I ever going to get out of this place? Like you just don't even see the light or you don't even know where to look, you know? And I think at that point, what I was hoping for was to go back to the way life was, but it will never be again. Right. And that is 
kind of like a, a childlike notion of the world that you had that innocence where nothing, you know, kind of like a, a good movie, like the bad part, like, in a, especially American, not, I'm not talking about the genre and the French, you know, they always end up with something de- devastating and you're just like, I don't feel, but in the United States, when you leave the hero's yeah. journey, everyone's like, yay, they're cheering like a good Star Wars film, you know? And I was like, well, this is not happening. <laughs> this is not <laughs> happening anytime soon. I was like, where, where's my good ending? You know, it, it was really kind of my body started caving. My, my, my nervous system was kaput. I mean, I was having anxiety attacks. They don't tell you this. And you're just like, I don't understand. And the reality was, you know, I wasn't about to mask it. I didn't think I wanted to, you know, I think put off the inevitable, but a lot of people wanted me to go back to the way I was. And I just yeah. really couldn't, you know, fathom that ever happening again. So yeah. the journey, that's how it began in this dark night, this walk, you know, and where I was not sure if there was hope for me because I felt so lost. And I think that, you know, what I was looking for then would have been what I could tell myself now. And that is just don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dreams. But I couldn't hear it quite well enough then, but I did find angels show up for me, which was, I was so grateful for. Yes. As I went through the book, there was always that person that was either your text message away, a phone call away, a person that was standing by your side during your journey that showed up that, and it wasn't always people that were close to you. Um, And sometimes you have to kind of step out of that comfort zone in my experience to embrace that newness, embrace the, the new individuals that come in because they serve the new Meg or the new Melissa in a different and better way. Yeah. You know, I, I am, uh, I love people. I love my relationships. I am very grateful for everyone who's crossed my paths, but it's kind of reason season and, and lifetime, right? People mm-hmm. come into your life for perhaps a reason. People come into your life perhaps for a season. And then there are some that come into your life for a lifetime and maybe they come in and out, you know, it's never like constant, but maybe in and out. So Right. For me, it's like when someone is out of my life, I'm like, ah, where are you going? And I'll like right. maybe jump on their leg and hold them. <laughs> Don't leave me. Yeah. But the reality is, is that, you know, everyone needs to go on their own journey. Perhaps they come back to you, perhaps not, but they always left a mark in yeah. their, in your life. And I think at that point in time, because a lot of people who haven't gone through the grieving process can't really understand what you're going through it was exhausting to have to try to explain it to them. Right. So at that point I was just like, I don't have it in me to even pull myself out of bed. Sometimes forget about explaining to you how I feel and then getting frustrated because you don't understand. So it was kind of a, for me, it was kind of a, it was very frustrating as well as, you know, very depressing. I was very depressed. I got very, very sad, but the cool thing about, looking back, you know, it's like hindsight, right? Right. They go looking back and, and you see what happened then is I'm more apt to understand that everything happened to have happened to unfold, how it had to unfold. Mm-hmm. You know, would I do anything to have my mother back? Absolutely. She was sure. a amazing force of nature. 
Um, what am I happy about is that my sisters and I and my, my father are much closer even now than mm -hmm. we were before. So that was the gift of all of us coming back in honor of her legacy, trying to keep that going on, which is something I'm so proud of, you know, and my sisters are amazing. And my dad, he's just so proud of my dad. Um, so writing this book and, and all the others, you know, everything has a tinge of her in it. Yes. She, yes. she comes with me. She comes with me and she's still coming with me. She's you just know? on your shoulder a little bit every time. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yes. yes. Mine is the same. And I think where another thing we have in common is I think that come, I'm a bit of a people collector, so yes. to speak. So I that sounds it. like you. I think that comes from growing up in an Italian American family. Yes. I think culturally <laughs> we both have that. Yeah. Since yes. we both have that in common, we, we have that, um, same, I think feeling for the people that are in our lives when you're in our lives, once you're in the family, you're part of the family. So yeah. you do want to kind of hold on a little bit, uh, as they go. Um, so as you, you took your journey, so I don't want to dwell too much in that, in that part, because, um, I know that, you know, that's an energy. It kind of was like, Oh, but yeah. you made this exceptional pilgrimage where you walked 77 miles or 111 kilometers. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Um, and to Camino de Santiago, did I say that properly? Yeah, you did. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and that was such an amazing journey because uh, you had per perseverance that you had to like, near the end, you were like, I'm quitting. And you had a shirt that said, <laughs> what was it? it nevertheless, she, pers she persisted. Nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> yes. And I said, that was amazing and beautiful. So what did you learn from that that particular journey besides the persistence? Well, I have to share this because I love it. And it's coming up and it's just actually one of my favorite thought process. They said after a good book or a good movie, that's when the journey starts, right? Yes. So I think after I finished that last page of my book or maybe my movie, you know, my movie in life, that's when the journey really begins. Like that is where you yes. get to apply all the wisdom from the lessons that you just went through and see how it unfolds in your life. If you keep staying conscious, if you keep staying awake. So even now, as I'm going through all the marketing of the book and all the promotion of the book, I get to meet all these wonderful people like you. And honestly, at this point, it's really truly all the wisdom that I gained that'll keep me going and persevering to actually go to the next point in my life. So the journey taught me so much. I'm learning more and more every day as to what it was and what I experienced and the people that I even meeting in Facebook groups and the Camino groups and how they're all preparing to go and how I saw, I see the nervous energy of whether or not, and they've overcome major things in their lives and they're ready to take this spiritual pilgrimage, or maybe it's just a hike for them. I don't know. But the reality is, is that I'm on the other side of that, right? I'm on the other yes. side and I got through that. So one of the things that I like, I go back to over and over again is that, you know, there may be really hard days and really maybe some great days. And then some days you just want to sit down and just like, just pout and scream and throw a huge temper tantrum, which I may have done a couple times on that, you know, 
loudly, perhaps, <laughs> you know, I, have I think friend. I would have done it numerous times. <laughs> well, I could tell you this one point that the mile markers were going up, not down. I was just like, oh, this not happening. <laughs> I was like, is this a joke? And we actually, the three of us, myself, Denise and Rita looked at each other. We're just like, and Rita was our actual guide. She was taking us through the whole thing. And she's like, don't yell at me. I didn't do this. <laughs> just like literally. <laughs> and I have a friend who was, cause I was on my, my phone. Cause literally on my phone is sometimes when the days that saved me, you know, I was having conversations, <gasps> you know, look at it. And like my friend texts me who I love Janet. And she said, Meg, the universe is telling me to share this with you. So don't kill the messenger. You're on a spiritual journey. Get the hell off your phone. <laughs> having a major temper tantrum like complete breakdown in the middle of this crossroads is that funny the symbolism at a crossroads yeah and I was like all right (laughs) all right I was embarrassed I have to say you know I did it publicly unfortunately but you know at the same time I wrote about it because I wasn't so horrified by putting it in the book and you know that's one of the things when you write a memoir you have to really be able to access that vulnerable part of your story. So you share that so that the readers are getting something for their investment and caring about you, right? They're looking for something to take away that's going to help their life. And I intentionally went about writing this to bring in others so that I could do an offering, give an offering of what I went through so that perhaps they could find something and like we, yes. like you're telling me, Melissa, you're like, you, you saw yourself in there and that has no, I have no control how a person receives my yeah. offering It's just out there. And, you know, some people, I got a call the other week, a, a, a friend of mine was like, after the prologue, she goes, I hate you. This is, this is calling, causing me to cry. You know, it's like, I, I don't like you very much right now. Yeah. But the truth is in the tears, we find a lot of healing and, and I don't, I mean, obviously I had a lot of tears at the beginning, part one, but I will say this part two and part three are the gifts of getting through, well, half of part two and part three, right. but half of the gifts of getting through part one. And that's right. what I think of as life, right? <laughs> you know, you I will tell you, this. I cried through the whole book. <laughs> I mean, I cried bad, not cried in a bad way, but uh, the, the beginning I was like, I, I could understand every piece of emotion that you were going through, every emotion you were experiencing. And then uh, part two was the healing yeah. and that you were going through. And I was like, I get that too. I've yeah. either had those people on my table as a Reiki practitioner, or I've experienced yeah. a lot of that myself. And then as we got to the end, I was like, yeah, I was, ex- I mean, I was, I was so glad you made it to the end um of your pilgrimage and I won't give away the end because I think that's a great reward the end is such a great reward for the reader that I want them to be able to experience that without me being a spoiler for that but just to give people like an insight but insight into me so I'm a kid who grew up with the movies my grandmother, who, you know, was a huge moviegoer, used to call them the pictures, right? She was born yeah. in 1907. We're going to the pictures. Everybody get in the car. We're going to the pictures, right? But the movies is where our creative imagination could take flight. So mind you, 
the movies are one thing, but on top of that is the soundtrack of the movies, right? And if you yes. take the soundtrack away from a movie, it's terrible. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, ask Hans Zimmer. He's like famous for putting that yes. dramatic of pact and effect and everything in there. So when I'm walking to get me through some things, I have to play a soundtrack because I need like, like the Rocky scene, right? How could Rocky ever have gone up the stairs in Philadelphia without you know his song right his song we all know it you hear it you're right there again well for me it's like okay well why can't I have my own musical soundtrack anyway so I picked some songs and I just you know walked to it and I really felt like I was like in there you know in that magical place but you know I'm telling you there's one I do the same it's the best it's the best thing right especially if anyone ever feels really down if you put some music on that gets you going it'll shift your frown right upside down like it'll take your frown turn it upside down so I just I just I love those kind of tools that make life even that more amazing and magical yes we um it was funny before the um before the show, I had put on some like really upbeat music and I was just kind of getting myself right in the headspace and the energy right and, you know, just being up. Because like yeah. we were talking about, it's been, it was a tough week last week and today was a little wacky too. Yeah. But I was like, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna be really upbeat for the, for this. And I know Coldplay is your favorite band. <laughs> Do you know that Coldplay song came on? Oh my God. While I was, while I was playing, I said your favorite song or your favorite band. And then, um, a Justin Timberlake song came on that I really love. And I was like, all right, this is great. Thanks universe. I appreciate it. I love it. Thank you universe. (laughs) I love it. I love that. That's amazing. That certainly is the soundtrack of your life. And if you feel like your life is a little doom and gloom, throw on some music that makes you want to dance. You know, I don't know. There's so many songs out there that are just so uplifting and amazing. And, and if you want to move a little, just to shake off that energy, because you're a Reiki master, you know, get up and shake it out and get it going, you know, move it, move it, move it. You know, I, I love this. Emotions are supposed to move through you. The root is emotere, right? Move out of you. So if there's negative Mm -hmm. going on, get up and dance it out. Yes. Definitely. Well, we've got just, um, I think we'll go ahead and go to break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what you have going on now and maybe talk a little bit about your nonprofit, your your podcast, and some of the really exciting things that you have going on right now uh, and things that are coming up. How does that sound? Oh my God. Amazing. Thank you so much. Okay, and so we'll talk about that when we come back from our break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Counterbalance Conversations with Dr. Melissa L. Strasser. Find out more about Dr. Melissa by visiting DrMelissaLStrasser.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Counterbalance Conversations. If you're just joining us, welcome. I'm here with Meg Nosero today, and um, she is the author of Butterfly Awakens, and she is, uh, we've been talking about her journey, her pilgrimage, um, how she has uh, transformed uh, from through her her grief process, and I would love um, Meg for you to kind of uh, let's go into a little bit of what you, what you have going on now. Um, I know that you have a nonprofit <laughs> called yeah. a Shine, and do you have um, do you have a Shine event coming up soon? So we're looking to March, 2022 because of the pandemic. It's been really, you know, so crazy. You know, we usually have about 200 people out of my events and we just haven't been able obviously to do it because of what the world, like what happens in the world, you know, it's funny because I was told, like I was trying to plan it at the outset before 2020. And, you know, my, one of my friends actually said to me, yeah, maybe you should just wait. I don't know. I get a feeling and, you know, we don't know the date. Just like, just wait. And then this whole thing happened. So we had yes. to really pivot to um, honoring our scholarships in another way, which I love the fact that we were able to do that because we were being so open-minded and flexible. Literally, we had an opportunity to partner with Overtown Optimist Club and Sisters in Spirit, and we were sponsoring a group of seniors who you know, had uh, um, to go online but didn't have the computers, so Shine donated 12 computers to these kids. So we were able to give our scholarships anyway, but unfortunately not with uh, the event, but we are looking to do it because my whole intention, well, as you know, and you've read the book because um, of my experience in October, I tell you October is the month where really great things happen. So everybody keep paying attention for your really great things and share it with Melissa because more people in the whole area, the circle that great things happen to, the more they're going to happen for you. So we can share that and collaborate together. But I was on stage in October of 2014 
with mm-hmm. none other than Oprah Winfrey. And it was a whole journey toward that. Back to my, you know, the ballerina yes. story. It didn't just happen. You know, this was all building <laughs> up to, you know, that moment in time. But it happened on that stage in Miami in front of 15,000 people with a very dear friend of mine was on stage with me. And we both had this really incredible moment with Oprah Winfrey at the Live Her, the Life You Want conference when they came here. And, you know, it was really surreal because I'll be honest with you, it was out of body experience. Like you, like you see things happening in your life and you visualize them and they are actually unfolding almost to the point that you saw this before. And it's like, yes, oh my God, you know, you're just like, it's that be astonished portion, you know, like, oh my God, like, and then, you know, she looks to you and tells you, you know, it's time to listen to your life and live the life you want. You're like, well, I guess I'm going to have to do a total re-examination because where I am right now is not filling my soul. I don't feel passionate to lie with purpose. So I shifted. I was blogging up until that point. I decided to make my blog into the magical guide to bliss. A year later, I wanted to uplift that energy again with an event of my own, you know, to actually, I was told by, there's a gentleman named Robert Folden and he wrote a book called Mm -hmm. Shift Happens. And I saw him at Hay House, a Hay House event in Tampa. And um, I was like, I love you. You make me so happy. Can you please come to Miami and bring this energy there? And he looked at me and he said, no, you can do it. Like he literally said to me, (laughs) you can do that. You, I, you don't need me. You resonate where I am. You do that. He didn't know me. He, I was just, he was right. writing the book and I was like, I can do that. <laughs> you know, sometimes you right. need someone to have, to give you permission or believe in you. And when I'm on stage with Oprah telling me to live the life you want, I was like, that's pretty big permission. So I was happy to see what that looked like and play with that. And it turned into the shine networking event. I had a great team of, of, uh, you know, my shine team and we came together and we brought this huge event to Miami. And this is, this will be our fifth one, you know, God willing, it can go forward in, in March. So, you know, we have different themes. The first one was claim your tiara, because as you know, Melissa, I'm a good big fan of tiaras. The second one was journey to bliss. The third one was, you know, create the creativity side of you. And then the fourth one was shine love. And this one's going to be shine bright, shine your amazing light, which I think is wonderful because we've all come out of this really dark time of uncertainty about to embrace our light again, that which we, we love, we, we want to embrace. We want to bring into this world more often than not. And I think right now, a lot of people are realizing that they do have light that they haven't been shining, that's been hidden. They've been in the darkness for a long time. And I see so many people that are becoming creatives and creators and they are manifesting. They're saying, I want this. I want this new and what you and I call these magical lives. And up until, you know, May or June, I was that person going, maybe, maybe not. And then I did something very similar I said, I'm done. And you put it really well when we talked. It's like, if I continue down this path, there will be none of Melissa left. You said there would be no Meg left. And that really resonated. And I think a lot of people are doing that. And so this shine, uh, your next shine event is going to really think draw in a lot of people and resonate. 
Um, so tell us a little bit about what SHINE stands for, what happens at the events. Um, you said there were scholarships, yeah. and it's a nonprofit as well, correct? It is, yeah. So it became a nonprofit our second year. I have to shout out to David Landau. He was my colleague who came up with the name because we were trying to figure out well, what do we want to stand for? What do we want to look at? and shine? My God, I want people to shine. I want them yes. to shine. Yes. I benefit by other people showing up in my world shining. So I think it's good. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, some people like have that chip on their shoulder where, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, look at her. She's following her bliss. Wow. 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 You know, ah, you know, but you know what? I'm like, you can too. You, you know, maybe you don't want yes. to take the leap of faith that I did. That's fine. But you can too in many different ways. You're doing that. You know, I nope. we're no victims here, right? We're all volunteers to our lives. But back to the point, exactly. it stands for Spirit, Hope, Insight, Networking Events. So shine. And then, you know, like the themes they come up as we, I, this one came up from my colleague, my wonderful friend, Jessica Casada. She came up with Shine Bright. And you know, I love sparkle. I love sparkly, sparkly. I love, I love, I'm like, you know, I heard a story long ago where a little boy, you know, had confetti or glitter in his pocket. And, you know, every time there's something good happens, he could throw the, <laughs> the glitter. I love that. I go, I would do that. Like I would wear glitter on my eye. I would do all that. Cause I love sparkly, you know, my, my sister and I would always go fun and pretty, you know, it's fun and pretty. That makes you so happy. That makes you like, so if it's, yes. I love the looking behind you right now. You have this beautiful like drape and it's beautiful, it's sparkly, it's fun and pretty. So I like that. That makes me happy, you know, maybe not someone else. Maybe someone else with yeah. a different version of that. But, but, you know, do those things that make you happy, shine bright, you know, shine your authentic light. And I am ready to encourage other people to do so because when I'm down, they'll come back to me. And like, I can say, I have wonderful people who come back and say, we got you too. You know, you yes. don't have to be on 24 seven. You can be sad too, but we see you, we got you. We're not going to leave you there. And I think that's beautiful. Yes. And it takes a long time to cultivate those friendships mm-hmm. and to cultivate those people that know you well enough that will say, you know, I had a friend earlier, uh, I think it was yesterday. I don't know. It's been a long week already, but she called me and she's like, it is the most, no, it was Sunday because she works weekends. She said, it is the most beautiful day outside. Um, I've got the sun roof open. I'm driving around town working today and it's gorgeous. I just wanted to share some of this great energy with you. And she knows who she is. And um, she's just having like her best life. And I was like, that's fantastic. And she shared a little bit of the sparkle. And I also love sparkle, but I have to pass on the glitter. So, right. but I do love the sparkly <laughs> stuff, but I have to pass More on glitter. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll give all More of that me. to you. <laughs> so what else, Meg, do you have going on that, uh, because I know you're coaching, you've done Ted talks, you've done yes. so yeah. many things <laughs> you have going on. Yes. So the Ted talk, I got a shout out to Jessica Mosley, Dr. Jessica Mosley, who is doing amazing things in Indianapolis. She hosted a TED Talk back in May of this year. And honestly, I think for any other person, I would not have gotten on a plane at the, you know, in the heart of the pandemic. But for her, it's hard for me to say no to. But she offered me the opportunity to, you know, come and do a TED Talk. And it was, it takes a village. That was the theme. How awesome is that? Like it takes a village. Like this whole, you know, individualistic mindset where it's only me, 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 me. And then 
turning it to a collaborative rather than competitive where the village takes care of each other. So I was on stage with other women and men who were talking to the point of it takes a village, you know, inspiring through that. And for me, it was because I'm coming from the place of a storyteller right now. So shout out to all the great storytellers out there because you make my life more beautiful, you know, coming from that place. It is like, I wanted to engage people to realize that they're writing their own stories. Really, they're writing their own movie, their own drama, their own, you know, passion, their own flair, their own sparkle. You know, that's really how you want to take hold of the empowerment process and empower yourself to show up in the world differently, write your own story. And I, I did it from a point, it's called how to create a better story for a happier village. Because when my story is written better, I will most certainly be the one to pick someone else and drag them along with me, even though maybe they're kicking and screaming, they don't really want me around. But that's not really to that point. You know, I'm not for everybody, but you know, the bottom line is for the ones that I am, it's gonna be a lot more fun in that realm than it is, you know, like Eeyore, you know, even though Eeyore is very lovable, but the bottom line is, you know, it's like gloomy day, but you know what? Okay, it was a gloomy day. Yeah, you got through it. Yay, let's try another. And and I'm not saying, you know- Let's do it again. Yeah, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, you have to like, you know, (laughs) you're always like, you know, spitting out lollipops and rainbows and unicorns, because I know that's annoying. And I don't want to be, I mean, I certainly would annoy myself on some days where I'm just not feeling it. But for the most part, I'm thinking about my own legacy, because I know that my mother came into this world to make a difference. And I know that her difference was made initially through her Mm -hmm. two, her three daughters. That was really her passion, you know, through her her sister also, her sisters, like her husband, her relationship, that was her legacy that she left this world. We build on that. What kind of story are we going to create from this point? Which I have to go back to saying, I love being Italian-American and it is Italian-American Heritage Month this month. It is. I get so excited because of the rich foundation of our heritage, our tradition, what we as a people brought to this country, what we have as a people brought from the Renaissance on, it gets me excited. I love engaging with other cultures as well. I think that discourse is that makes us unique, rich, and that beautiful, wonderful, diverse quilt that we can come together on rather than ripping it apart and, you know, little pieces for you and me, whatever, we can come and make this beautiful quilt together. Yes. And I would love, yeah, I would love to, to see everybody. I I sound like the old time dating myself here with the Coke commercial, the Christmas where uh, we want the whole world to sing. I (laughs) I want them all to just come together and everybody, you know, I, I know there will never be a, you know, kumbaya type moment, but, you know, at least don't hurt each other. You mean you don't have to get along. Don't um, destroy well, each other and rip each other apart. You know, so I absolutely agree with that because, yeah. you know, our culture has all brought something really beautiful from yeah. elsewhere. And we've all immigrated here. Maybe not us, but yeah. One side of my family, I'm second generation, the other side, I'm third. So yeah. it's not a lot of, you know, Italian America on both sides. So yeah. it's not a lot of, there's, it's not a lot of distance Yeah, no. in three generations. No, no, not a so, lot at all. 
I was listening to Paolo Conti today. It's beautiful music, right? So talk about music that in Italian music, oh my God, like oh, yes. the tarantella always makes you feel like you want to dance and play and sing and everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I love merengue and salsa and Spanish culture. Like I yes. love it. I, I lived in Colombia for, you know, a, a point in time when I was 16 and man, I will say second to Italy in the United States, Colombia is like one of my favorite countries. I have an exchange fantastic. family there. So I'm like, yeah, it's fantastic. The people, the culture, the, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 the zest for life. I appreciate that. And I think I learned something from every culture that I cross paths. Yes. With. So I'm very much a big fan of learning as much as I can, because we better off for knowing the differences, right? There's a lot of commonality yes. too. Yes. And I grew up in the Northeast around Washington, DC area. And so prior to moving to Florida, I had a very rich, diverse culture uh, of people and a rich palette of individuals that I engaged with um, prior to moving um, to the panhandle of Florida. And it's Amazing. it's so beautiful and I, I love it. And I take that with me everywhere and I love being able to interact and have just knowledge of these different cultures. Yeah. Well, I one more point. I, so, you know, Italians have those Sunday meals where they're all sitting around the table. And I always say that is where I learned how to tell good stories because yes. everybody was very loud and they can cut you off for two seconds. So if you don't tell something good, they're going to move on to the next. <laughs> so you better come with good material or forget it because you're just like, all right, already move on, you know, not necessarily the nicest, but at least if you're up on stage doing a Ted talk, you know, to get yes. to your point and move on <laughs> for sure, you know, bring yes. good content. And then move it along, shall we? Absolutely. So. I still have the family table in my yes, house here and I call too. it the talking table and Love it. literally my kitchen and my dining room are connected. So when people come over, we still rarely does my living room furniture get sat on. They sit in the kitchen and we drink yeah. coffee, we drink tea, I cook and you know, that's what I do. And, yeah. you know, sometimes it's Sunday, sometimes it's not, but, yeah. um, I try about twice a year at least to get everybody together and cook for them. And awesome. they're like, don't you want to sit? And I'm like, no, this is what I do. <laughs> Let awesome. me do it before I forget. That's but awesome. yes, I mean, everyone comes around the table. My, my family was a very small family. So there wasn't that same experience that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but it's a lost art. It the, the, the table talk, like you're saying, is a lost yes. art because there's so many times during the day we're all doing our own things. We get lost in, in ourselves, you know, at night when you come and sit down for dinner or whenever, maybe once or twice a week, my, my, one of my best friends um, writes a, 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 a part of my newsletter, you know, three life lifts and a movie every, every week, a three by lift and a show. And one of the life lifts she put in was, was, you know, make sure you sit and have dinner with people at least two yes. to three times a month, which, you know, was in the day back in the day it was every day you would have to come home and eat dinner. Your father would show up, your mother, everybody. But now because it's so crazy, the quickness and the pace we're living that you really need to make an effort to sit down and have those experiences, you know, break bread together and, and tell about your days and communicate in a positive way. Absolutely. And when I was um, initially, working on the show, 
Um, my executive producer, Tracy will tell you, I kind of went around in circles a couple of times trying to figure out how to not step on the red table talk conversation and call <laughs> yeah. it the talking oh. table or something yeah. like that. But unfortunately yeah. we couldn't, uh, right. because it was already taken, but they, it was always about, you know, bringing interesting conversation that I was able to experience growing up back into uh, society in some way. So it's always, I always had change makers. I always had individuals who were doing really amazing things at the table, or I had them in my life that I've always had a group of individuals that were very interesting. And my friends do hashtag my friends do cool stuff, you know, and (laughs) it's fantastic. I've always had artists and authors and speakers and, you know, people, you know, artisans, I've always had those kind of individuals in my life. So it's been, um, this is just a larger format for it. Um, So I absolutely agree with you that we need to bring back that type of conversation. Um, And I think we do need to bring back, you know, maybe not every, every night dinner, but maybe Sunday dinner, Saturday dinners. Uh, I think we do need to bring that back because I think it's a much friendlier place when we get to share our stories and have our tribes together. I love it. The tribes. I, I was also a part of this group called soul talk and it was in my, I put in my book where we used to have tea circles. So it's a very, um, in the Chinese culture, the tea circles are very sacred you know, the herbs mm-hmm. bringing that element of that spiritual sustenance and as well, you know, I'm not going to go into detail because I would probably, you know, completely destroy whatever, you know, <laughs> other story that was. But the reality was, is that you pass around the tea, you share it together in the circle. It's a coming together of friends in this sacred space where you share your pains and your happiness and everything. And, and, you know, we you know, we did it week after week and we had different kinds of conversations, but it's so empowering mm-hmm. to know that people are in your corner wanting to listen and hear you. And, and I think that that, you know, feeling that that space where they give it to you to, to listen makes you feel like you're validated and that you're special and unique, which is, you know, a cure to what ails us, you know, that each one of us has something beautiful to share with this world. And if people knew that more often than not, they probably would treat themselves better. I I believe that. Yes. I absolutely believe that as well. Um, pre pandemic, I was involved in two drum circles. So played the gym, gym bay and I did drum circles and that even though there wasn't a lot of talking, there was so much camaraderie and you could yeah. just show up with your drum or without a drum and just sit there and play. And you were part of the tribe. It was the bringing, it was the fire and the, the community cool. and being able to just commune with people. And sometimes you talked and sometimes that you didn't. Cool. Um, so cool. it's kind of akin to what you're, you're talking about it, but with uh, yogis, there was a lot of us were yogis. So sometimes we don't talk a lot. I know you don't believe that. <laughs> oh, well, God knows with me, you can't believe that. I wouldn't believe me. <laughs> so um, do you, is there anything that, you know, as you are going through all of this process of taking your leap of faith, is there anything that you would have done differently? I mean, you know, I, well, I, one of that you're willing mom, to share, of course. Well, you know, so, what would I have done differently? You know, 
we know better, we do better. I will sit here in my life and look back and say, yeah, I wish, you know, uh, whatever misunderstanding between one person and me did not happen. I wish mm-hmm. that didn't mm-hmm. happen. Um, I, I would say also, you know, maybe I would have left sooner. I don't know. I, I can't really sure. go back and recreate life because that's not mm-hmm. the reality. That's not what happened. I will say this. I can use today as an anchor for what has worked and what hasn't worked and decide what I want to take in with me into tomorrow. So, sure. you know, I, I, I don't really want to have regrets in my life. So, you know, every day is an opportunity to really wake up and take on the world, whatever what I, right now <laughs> promoting butterfly awakens and it's constant, you know, with the, the, the emails and constant, it, it becomes very tiring and I just launch. So it's, you know, my friends are like, you, you need a break. And I, I'm happily going to my 30th reunion from college this weekend. So I get to go to Boston for the weekend. So I'm super excited, but you know, no regrets. I, I'm very happy with my life. I really grateful Fantastic. for the blessings I've gotten. That is so great. And we've got just about three minutes. So in the next um, one to two minutes, is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with a couple of thoughts or something that you have coming up or something you would like them to know? So, you know, definitely go to my webpage, megnosro.com and check out uh, my newsletter. It keeps you abreast of all the events that I have coming up. But really, I really want anyone who's given me this time. I really am grateful. Thank you so much for spending this moment or these moments with us, Melissa and I, you know, I really want everyone to go out there and manifest the best life that they can by virtue of knowing that everything they did wrong and they label wrong in your life, just let it go. Honestly, learn what you needed to learn and move on. And today, just believe more in the person, the self that you are showing up in this world. You have so many gifts to share. I say, go for it, do it no regrets, move forward accordingly. And it's really about spreading love. You know, let's all try to do our best to spread as much love as we can. And if you ever want to contact me, certainly, you know, through Melissa's webpage, Encounter Balance Conversations, as well as if you want to grab a book, I'm, I would be grateful as well. You know, it, I'm an indie author. So it's such a beautiful blessing to know that that message of hope and transformation is out there for whoever needs it, where they may have been where I was at one point in time. So that is my two cents for the evening. Yes. So thank you so much, Meg, for coming on the show. And um, as we close out, uh, I wanted to just leave with a quote that came from your book that says, magical work for magical pay, magical service every magical day. (laughs) And thank you everyone for joining us this evening. And next week, we will be talking with Dr. Randall Bell about how to navigate beyond trauma emerge and emerge stronger than before. Um, I'm really excited to bring him to you as well. If you would like to contact me, contact me at Counterbalance Coach on Facebook or Instagram or counterbalancecoach at gmail.com. And I look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you for listening to Counterbalance Conversations. Be sure to join your host, Dr. Melissa L. Strasser, for another inspiring program next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until our next program, do something that stands out this week. Make a change. Be the counterbalance.